Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z, the ultimate guide for real estate investors. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. We cover everything you need to know from finding and analyzing properties to financing and managing your investments. Tune in every week for experts' insights and tips so you can make your commercial real estate dreams come true. And in today's episode, we are continuing our interview with Neil Bawa, CEO of Multifamily U. And if you haven't heard last week's interview, I highly recommend you to because we analyzed his latest deal from beginning to exit. And that was fascinating. And in today's episode, we are covering what did Neil do in 2020, 2021, and 2022. And does he think prices have come down today? And are we actually buying them at a discount on future value or not? Here we go. If you want to talk about the operations, uh, we can talk about that or... We can talk about, you know, what what do you keep looking for in, in next now that <laughs> the word is out uh, on what you are doing and other people have followed, what next, right? So, of course, it's all data backed, but how does your brain go about, okay, what should I be looking at next? Of course. Um, so, you know, you're, you've had a number of people on your podcast that have talked about, um, you know, things like rehab. So this property, I, I must be honest and say it didn't, there is no horror story to tell the property actually did what it was supposed to do. Our rehab worked. Um, we bumped rents by $175. So from the very beginning to the end on the last day, uh, rehab rents were $176 or $177 higher. So the property did what it was supposed to. It also stayed highly occupied. And you might say, you know, doesn't sound like a typical property. Where's the horror stories? And the answer is this. By stepping outside of the metro, we were able to buy the best property in this small market. And so we we were we didn't have to be stingy. We didn't have to basically buy a really bad property in a bad area. Mm. We just bought a very nice property in a very nice area. It just wasn't in Atlanta. And as a result, we our, our process of actually running the property for four years was fairly straightforward. So I'll I'll jump over to the second items that you talked about, you know, which is, you know, what about today, right? And the, the answer is, I mean, things have changed extraordinarily dramatically since COVID, right? So in 2019, December 2019, right? So this is probably like three, three months before COVID, right? Uh, yes, three months before COVID. Cap rates were low, but they weren't like crazy low, right? So we, we probably bought the property right in around like 4.7 cap or 4.6 cap. But if you fast forward to six months, nine months after COVID, cap rates were completely insane. They were mad. They were in, you know, I mean, the, the only word is insane. So many people don't know the, the, the answer to this question. And I like to ask it, which which is, you know, when do you think cap rates in the United States for multifamily were the lowest, right? Which means the highest prices. And the answer is March 2022. So the, you know, so we had a few months of, you know, rent decline when COVID started. And by yeah. July, people were sort of, it was starting to bottom out a little bit. Uh, by Q3 of 2021, there was this 
buzz that was building because, hey, all of a sudden interest rates are at zero, buy, buy, buy. So Q3 people are buying, Q1 people are buying, all of 2021 people are buying and it's driving up the prices. And by at the end of Q1 2022, prices are just completely bizarre, right? Yeah. And so what we had to do, Stephanie, is we basically had to stop buying. And so when you look at the number of properties we bought during the 2021 and 2022 timeframe, it's basically one and a half. One of them was our own property. Yeah. One of our partners needed to exit. So we exited them and bought it back. We didn't buy much at that point in time because um, we just lost belief in our ability to create value for investors. And I'm very glad because during that time, we had access to such a filthy amount of money that yeah. there's no doubt we could have bought a property every month easily. Right. I mean, there was just investors were just literally throwing money at us. Right. It, it felt bizarre because everyone was making money at that point. Properties were going up and people just thought they would keep going up. And so we, we only bought one and a half properties. And, and so we've gone through a series of pivots. One of them was we decided we're not going to invest in ultra hot markets anymore. And so we, we basically are not buying in, you know, the Austins, the Phoenixes. Atlanta's a little bit better in, in terms of, you know, its cap rates being a little more reasonable, but I'm also talking about something more recent. So during that time, we didn't buy in any of these ultra hot markets. And as you now know, prices have declined. Another question that I think everyone should be asking that I don't, you know, see enough is, you know, how much have prices declined by? Well, you know, and so the, the, when, when you ask that question, you have to go back to the first question, which is when was the peak? Because whenever you measure a decline, you have to always measure it from the peak. So first you have to know where the peak is. Yeah. And then if you say how much of a decline there is. So here's what we did. So the March 2022 date or the March or April date, the peak is well known because, uh, you know, CBRE has published that. And so have a bunch of other people have published articles around that being the peak. So we went and looked at our underwriting from those days, even though we were losing a lot of offers, we were still making offers because you have full-time employees and their job is to make offers, even if they're yeah. losing them. And so we looked at the cap rate, the going in cap rate in that month for the offers that we made. None of them were offers we won, right? And one can say that we were conservative, right? Because we didn't win any offers, right? And, and we didn't even get into best and final. So it's nice to look at that, that benchmark. And then we looked at the offers that we have made in uh, November of this year, of 2023. Mm -hmm. So now the gap between the two is about 20 months, yeah. right? And, and the difference is the offers we are making today are 37% lower. They're 37% wow. lower than the offers we were making in March. Now, does that mean that, that the market is discounted by 37%? No, and I'll explain why in a minute. But- Bottom line is, it is fair to say the following words and only those words, the market today is 37% lower than March 2022, right? But if you average it out with the average of 2020, 2021, 2022, if you average it all out, then the market's probably down 17, 18%. Because there was this very brief peak where prices became completely crazy. And that was Q4 of 2021, Q1 and Q2 of 2022. And then, so that the peak was not very, very long. So 37% down from peak. And, and should prices really be going down as much, right? That, that's the next question. You know, should they, is this still the right price? Will they even go down further? And so we do the math on that and we say, what is the 
right price, right? Forget about what the price was in March, 2022. A bunch of us were completely out of our freaking minds. Let's talk about what is a reasonable price for an asset when uh, supply and demand are you know, fairly imbalanced. There's still a lot of people that are interested in buying. I don't think that goes away from multifamily. So one has to give, you know, some props to that. But, you know, in the absence of crazy interest rates, what is the right price? And the answer is the right price is about 15% higher than it is today. That's the right price. And at some point we will return to that price. We are not never going to go back to a 37% higher, not never, I'd say probably not for the next five to 10 years. Uh, another mm. COVID type event has to occur, which will happen. The world economy is increasingly fragile. The only thing uh, banks know how to do when bad things happen is to cut interest rates to zero. So it will happen at some point. But until that next black swan event occurs, you know, prices are about 15% above where they are today. And yeah. what causes them to go to that level is simply interest rates dropping by a, about 150 basis points from where they are. And mm -hmm. so today, anyone that is purchasing multifamily is in a very good position because they have to do nothing, no rehab, nothing to get a basically a 15% bump to whatever that appropriate median price is. Yeah. And we estimate that it will take 18 to 24 months for the market to get there. Yep. So Free money. that's that's that that's our message today. A lot of people know us for you know ranking cities because we rank cities. And my message is today it's really all about the timing. You are timing the market when you purchase a property today. And there is a way to improve that timing. And the way to improve that timing simply is that you somehow still go for bridge debt by waiting until about April uh, to close the property, a maybe April of next year. So we'll, we'll talk about that because it's a fascinating angle. But even if you go for you know fixed debt, which most people are, are right now bidding out fixed debt, you are still locking in that 15% because the only reason properties have dropped by 37% is interest rates. The demand is equally high. Recently, I bid on a property, Stephanie, that had 34 offers. Right now. Yeah. yeah, this December, is uh, two weeks ago. Wow. No, this is this was in beginning of November, so about five weeks have passed, right? So you know, November is usually or the 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 beginning of November is usually the last time that you can actually close a property before the end of the year. Yeah. So there tends to be a little bit of a rush there, and then after that, it quietens down because you can't close before the end of the year, and you can't get the depreciation benefits. Wow, Neil, thank you so much. This is such a wealth of information. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, so we have a website called multifamilyu.com. So this is a, a free website. We hold a dozen webinars a year, about 25,000 registrations. For these webinars, we discuss the kind of stuff that I've talked about here, but with charts and graphs. So our largest event is actually coming up. It's always around the 20th of January. We call it Real Estate Trends. So we take uh, we rank all the different cities in the U.S. We pick our favorites for which cities you should be investing in and lots of other information. Obviously, this year we'll be talking about the upcoming distress in multifamily. All of that is multifamilyu.com. 
There is no subscription. There is no upsell. There's no paid packages. We have no coaching programs and no intention of ever creating one. It's just a way for people to get together and meet with us. So check out multifamilyu.com. I love it. I will be there. Thank you so much, Neil. I really appreciate your time and insights. Thanks so much. Have a good one. And if you haven't already, I would really appreciate a review on our podcast, on the podcast app that you are listening to. And I will see you next time.